Well, a big fall in U.S. equities today in Europe as well, with bank stocks hit hard by an investigation into how some of the bigger banks failed to stop money laundering a few years back. There's been a big move to government bonds and safe haven currencies. The real concern, of course, is rising COVID numbers. Perhaps reality is setting in, and the question is, what else will central banks do? Well, Jerome Powell is going to be asked a lot of questions today, and the RBA's Guide to Bell might have a bit to say on the subject today as well. It's Tuesday, the 22nd of September 2020. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, a big rise in the US dollar, up 0.7% on the DXY, up 0.2% on the Japanese yen. The big losers, the Aussie dollar, down 0.9%. The pound and Canadian dollar are about 0.8% down, and the euro losing 0.6%. We have had big falls in equities, especially in Europe. A 3.7% fall in the euro stocks 50, 3.4% down for the FTSE 100, 2.4% down for the Dow, 1.8% for the S&P 500, 0.9% down for the NASDAQ. Uh, all of that rising after being quite a bit lower earlier in the session. So a sea of red for the start of the week. Bonds have responded to yields are down just about everywhere. Down two basis points for 10-year treasuries, three down for 10-year gilts, four basis points down for 10-year bond yields. A similar story across the rest of Europe. WTI crude was down 5% at one stage, 2.4% down now. Uh, with all of that, you might have assumed that gold might be back on the rise. But no, that's down as well, over 2%, a 9% fall in silver. So a very nervous market, it's fair to say, but a very composed Gavin Friend. Uh, unshakable, determined, self-assured. But enough about me. Here's Gavin uh, to talk about what's happening from uh, NAV in London. Uh, so... Uh, some of this uh, th- this uncertainty, I mean, we've seen bank stocks, haven't we, taking some of the hit, and that's all to do with an, an investigation into money laundering a few years back that the banks had, didn't do enough, some of the banks didn't do enough to present it, prevent it, I should say. But, uh, of course, also, uh, and a big chunk of it, is fears of a second wave that's got investors on the run, hasn't it? Out of equities and into bonds, it seems. But will it last, I wonder? Oh, good morning, Phil. You're absolutely right. So let's just uh, briefly dispense with the falling bank shares, as you correct say after the leaks of the so-called FinCEN files, that's an acronym for the US Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, something like uh, over 2,500 documents, most of which were files that banks sent to US authorities between 1999 and 2017, detailing suspicious behaviour on something like over $2 trillion worth of transactions. The read-through, the focus from this is that uh, the banks need to do a better job on their on their anti-money laundering programs, as you suggested. So is that the big fear? Because we're seeing uh, JP Morgan, for example, down 4%, Bank of America uh, down 4.6%. Is the big fear that, you know, they're, they're going to toughen up on the regulations on banks? Is well, it's, I mean, the, 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 the direction of travel, as you went on to say today, is obviously driven by lower stocks, uh, lower risk sentiment driven by what's going on with the virus. And I think, um, you know, so you've got various sectors that are being driven more or less and, and banking stocks have obviously had their own idiosyncratic reasons. The big fear, I think, as you say, is 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 the virus. I mean, we know around the world, uh, and particularly in the Western world, the coronavirus cases are rising, in some cases spiking. And as economies try to broaden, you know, levels of economic activity, I mean, so it's not particularly new. This news has been progressive 
Um, and it's been gaining pace in recent weeks. And so, you know, um, as schools and universities go back in the Northern Hemisphere, yep. temperature drops, these are the conditions are ripe for getting even more new daily cases. I wonder what Christine Lagarde's been uh, <laughs> listening to, though, because she, she was giving a talk a few hours ago at the Franco-German Assembly in Frankfurt saying incoming data suggests the euro area will see a strong rebound in the third quarter of 2020 from, a, from the coronavirus-driven recession. But, you know, she's obviously not seen the numbers for France, seven-day moving average of 10,200. That is a tenfold increase since the end of July. In Spain, the death rate now is 114 a day, the highest since mid-May. It's going to be hard to have a sustained recovery anywhere when we've got numbers like that floating around. Well, Christine Lagarde will be looking, like most officials, at you know the, the data through the rear, rear view mirror. And yeah. we know that across goods markets, which didn't fall as far as the service sector, there have been some solid rebounds in activity. And things look pretty good. And, and I think when we get new, the new flash readings for September, which we're going to get Wednesday this week, they again should be reasonably good. Uh, but, you know, people uh, are, are replenishing stocks and stuff, both businesses uh, and households. It's the service sector that fell harder. It's also seen a very yeah. sharp mechanical rebound in activity, but with lots of sectors there unable to fully open up. Um, so, so, so the answer here, Phil, is is you know social distancing, discipline, mm. track and trace. If we can rely on um, that's what that. economies would would like to have, and there's no reason why if you can get that working, you know, in an optimum way, that you can have economies running along. We won't have to go back to, to lockdowns, but but we're not there yet, and in some countries we don't have effective track and trace. The other thing that is 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 worrying markets is that is the approaching u.s election uh third of november um with all the issues about um you know a cont- possible contested outcome postal votes different rules around the postal votes well and isn't isn't going to be the likely the case that the, if if biden seems to be taking more of a lead the the more noise donald trump is going to make that it's uh, you know questioning the uh, the legality of it all. I mean, look, look at the FT calculator yeah. of the polls by elect- Electoral College today. 270 needed to win. They reckon Biden has more or less got all of those, whereas Donald Trump has only got 131 solid votes. So he is quite a way behind. Well, of course. Uh, and you, you can exactly see that kind of scenario playing out. The other issue, of course, is while all this is going on, Congress is still unable to agree on a fourth uh, economic stimulus plan. We've got uh, the spectre of U.S. Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin and Fed Chair Jerome Powell uh, being grilled by no less than two committees this week, Tuesday and Thursday. Um, You know, so we'll see. We know what Chair Powell thinks. We know that more needs to be done. You know, let's see whether this does anything really in terms of putting the pressure on uh, the Treasury Secretary and the government to uh, to come up with something. Two days we've got of Jerome Powell, haven't we, in front of the the House panel today, uh, and he's you know got to defend the the Fed's position on lower rates for longer and the rising balance sheet. It's ironic that he is having to do that from politicians who can't agree on a fiscal stimulus package. Look, uh, perhaps more fiscal stimulus coming to the UK. Certainly more lockdowns. It seems Boris Johnson is going to be talking later. He had his chief scientist setting the scene. Earlier on, uh, on Monday, warning of 50,000 cases a day by mid-October if more isn't done. It's not looking good, is it, in the UK? No, that's right. Well, the UK has its own unique set of economic challenges from leaving the EU and still yet to agree on mm. what uh, trading terms it will it will do so at the start of next year. There's the prospect of a free trade agreement with the US could get de- derailed if the uh, government alters the existing withdrawal agreement, and this is seen by the Democrats 
Harris or Biden as destabilising the Good Friday peace agreement between the Republic of Ireland, the Northern Ireland and the rest of the UK. Then if the UK do not get a trade deal with the EU, uh, we can reasonably expect Scotland to really crank up the pressure on the government to break up the union with the rest of the UK. And all of this in an economy that has not really come through you know, the virus as well as it might if it had gone into lockdown a little bit earlier and had a reliable track and trace system. And to your point, today, chief government scientists warning of a jump from current 6,000, 6,000, 7,000 cases per day to 50,000 per day by mid-October unless urgent action is taken. And this is in part because the UK doesn't have adequate testing or a, a track and trace system that's mm. reliable yeah. uh, it's quite a scary thought it, it's all going swimmingly though isn't it not uh, look the, the point is well made by UK government scientists is whatever they do to uh, to tackle the virus whatever gets announced by Boris is probably something that's going to have to be around for the next six months because we're not going to find uh, any sort of vaccine for this until the northern spring uh, so uh, central banks are going to have to do more. I just think they're running out of ideas, though, aren't they, as to what they can do? Well, well I, would go, I would go back to, to discipline on social distancing. Let's not forget, it, that's not being adhered to in many areas. Um, and secondly, uh, a track and trace yeah, system. But, uh, you know, that's, yeah, that's I wonder whether you can stop it even with all of that. I mean, there's a piece in the China People's Daily, always a good read, uh, today saying that uh, the virus has been detected on a package of frozen seafood that's been imported from uh, Russia during well, a year. Well, well you, can, you can stop it because we had the, lo- the lockdown proof we can stop it. The, the, mm. the, question, the question is, how, how much of a rebound can we work through? How do we get both? How do we, yeah. we, we, we know that we probably can't get more than a 90% economy until we get a vaccine, but we can certainly have that given if we, have, if we adhere to discipline and effective track and trace. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, even 70% would be better than nothing at all, wouldn't it? Well, look, well, look, yeah, well other, we- otherwise you get this stop-go-yo-yo and we get, as we go back into forced lockdown, which 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 achieves nothing, does it? So we don't have to look too far to see countries that are doing well because uh, Australia and New Zealand have managed to keep a lid, a lid on this very well. Indeed. So I wonder what the expectations are from Guy Debel because he... Uh, He's talking today. Uh, he's got a talk called The Australian Economy and Monetary Policy. He's giving it to the Australian Industry Group. Um, I mean, there's talk, you know, is he going to talk more stimulus? There's a piece in the AFR today saying that, uh, you know, he's going to paint a much rosier picture than that. As you, as you say, Phil, the AFR says that Dr. DeBille uh, is expected to give an upbeat assessment of the economy um, after the bank's have forecast the worst of the downturn is over and that uh, and as PM Scott Morrison said hundreds of thousands of jobs would be created before Christmas the bell is expected to highlight last week's labor market report which revealed the biggest monthly fall in the jobless rate in 32 years now recall that labor market report for August saw a drop in the unemployment rate from 7.5% to 6.8 when the market was looking for a consensus of 7.7. I mean, we have some reservations on the August report, such as the meagre rise in hours worked, the fact that the jobs gains were driven by, you know, owner managers without really much in terms of, you know, other employees in those firms. But as we said last week, after that report, this faster drop in unemployment, uh, in unemployment rates is being seen elsewhere around the world, in the US, parts of Europe and elsewhere. Some 50% of the jobs in Australia have been uh, recovered. That's, that's, uh, that's a pretty similar number to the US as well. And payroll data mm. is picking up. We'll get a, a weekly read 
a gauge on that today for the for the week of the 5th of September. All of this outside of Victoria, of course. But the RBA has been keen to give the impression it's actually discussing what else it could do to support the economy. So this speech will clearly yeah. be very closely watched. But you'd have to think that the caution that, you know, uh, Dr. Bill's colleagues, other central banks around the world, and what's going on in markets at the now now will will kind of reverberate with him. I, you know, I'd be surprised, you know, if he turns to be that upbeat in this uh, in this speech. But the outcome will be clearly watched. So, an obvious question, uh, just very briefly to finish with. Then, it, I mean, if, if Australia is doing so well, and we, you know, we're expecting maybe we'll get a, 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 some up, upbeat commentary from uh, Guy De Bell today. Why is the Aussie dollar down so much today? Uh, you, you know, I thought we'd, we'd, we'd continue to see the US dollar continue to fall, the Aussie dollar rising, but that seems to have stalled lately. Well, what do we know about the US dollar? We know that in times of risk-off, it is the yen, the Swiss franc, and the US dollar that do well. And uh, today, it was the uh, the yen that was leading the pack, uh, followed by the dollar and then US, and then and then the Swiss franc. But actually, things have, have, have switched around during the course of the European and the US day, and it is the dollar that has emerged uh, on the top of the pack, uh, yeah. and so and so, you know, you know, when the dollar rises as it has you know, three quarters of a percentage point, the Aussie takes the hit, and it's down by what one point three percent. The Kiwi's down by one point five five. It's like old times, isn't it? My goodness, it's uh, the market's behaving as they often did. Uh, we'll leave it there for now. Good sort, Gavin. Catch you again very soon. Thank you. Thank you, Phil. One thing we do know of late is it will be a completely different story in 24 hours' time. That's it for the morning call. I'll be back in 24 hours to talk about it. I'm Phil Dobby for NAB. See you tomorrow morning. Thanks for listening.